everybody. Welcome into the MLB Extras Rockies podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Thomas Harding, our Rockies reporter. And Thomas, winter meetings, Las Vegas. It, it makes me think back to a year ago, uh, and the Rockies were really busy. They reshaped that bullpen. It seemed like fast and furious. I think we actually taped this podcast like three times last year. Um, <laughs> it looks like maybe they're starting to get active again, but so far a fairly quiet winter meetings for the Rockies. Uh, yeah, it has been fairly quiet, although they came here kind of with a plan. They spent a lot of time before the winter meetings discussing trades and figuring those things out. Then they're spending some time with the free agents here, and hopefully they'll have a strategy. And I would like for them to do something really soon and give me some news. <laughs> give you something to write about, right? <laughs> yeah. How about just the experience here in Vegas for the winter meetings? How's it been for you? It's been pretty good, a little bit slow as far as news is concerned, but uh, you feel like you kind of get a handle on what's going on in the baseball world, so it's always a great event to cover. All right, as things start to move forward, it seems like, I mean, this is a team that needs a bat, and because of the versatility of their roster, there's some different areas they can go, and it sounds like first base is maybe the focus. Edwin Encarnacion, Carlos Santana, right? Uh, that's right. Carlos Santana was a guy that they were looking at last year, but as you mentioned, they chose to spend the money in the bullpen, so they really didn't have the money to get him as the corner bat. Um, it did end up helping the bullpen because of the year that Wade Davis had, yeah. but the offense was lacking. So Santana with his power, and he has some versatility, can play some first base, also the corner outfields, but it looks like uh, Santana is a guy that they've honed in on, but also Edwin Encarnacion's name has been coming up, and that's really interesting because if you look at him, what, five of the last seven years he's had over 30 home runs, and the other two years he hit 42. But defensively, there are yeah. a lot of questions there. And if you look at the Rockies, it's something that, that I've said many times. They really want pitchers who throw in the strike zone, and also they want to put away outs in the infield. With Edwin Encarnacion, can they really do that? Obviously, he, he brings a lot of help in a whole lot of areas, though. So they have to balance it out. And Santana's kind of the opposite, right? He's a plus glove for the most part. Last year, I think his defensive numbers were down a little bit. But career-wise, <laughs> Carlos Santana known as a really good glove over there. It's really interesting with yeah. Carlos Santana because he had been a catcher and had trouble getting that position. A lot of those guys don't do well no matter where you put them. But here it is. He makes himself a plus first baseman. You can put him in a corner of the outfield. You can play him at third base. Of course, you don't have to play him at third base in Colorado. But still, his athletic ability really makes a difference. So if they do fill the role for a bat that way, then Ian Desmond moves around. You can just take parts there and move them around, right, to make this work? Exactly. If you look at uh, the signing of Ian Desmond, granted, it's much con a lot of controversy over five years and $70 million, but they signed him to play first base with the understanding that he could move around. He was a middle-of-the-diamond infielder coming up, with, especially at shortstop. He played a very good center field, I thought, for the Texas Rangers. So you can move him out there. Also, Ryan McMahon, who played a lot of first base, he was drafted as a third baseman. But I've seen him play a little bit of second base. Could that guy develop into something like DJ LeMayhew, mm. an oversized second baseman with great athletic ability? Also, Garrett Hampson. Incredible speed. He can play second base and actually looks pretty good when he goes out to center field. You mentioned McMahon, so there's a young guy. And then the David Dahl, obviously, has shown flashes for sure. You think about those two guys. How important is it for them to kind of take the next step if this Rockies team's going to take the next step? Well, if you look at it, the Rockies are looking at getting one more bat. 
but really you have to improve more than one position because they lost two position players, or they're, I should say two position players are free agents, yeah. Carlos Gonzalez in right field and DJ LeMayhew at second base. But the way that Dahl came on at the end of the year, as long as he can stay healthy, he can make a difference. Um, and Dahl's presence is one of the reasons why the Rockies are kind of kicking around the idea of moving Charlie Blackman out of center field to a corner to kind of help preserve him. He's He'll be 33 during next season. All right, so if the first base thing doesn't work out, they could also get, we get an outfielder. I know we've talked about this before, or an infielder. We've, we've thrown out the names Marwin Gonzalez, Josh Harrison. Are those type of guys still in the conversation? Uh, yes, they are. Yeah. I, I just What I believe about the Rockies is they came here looking to trade. Okay. If they don't make the trade that they really want to make, then I think they would go into the free agent market for Marwin Gonzalez or Josh Harrison, guy like that who can play a whole lot of different positions, and it fits in with the idea of having a lot of guys you can move around the diamond. The D-backs seem to be taking a little step back. The Dodgers are obviously always full steam ahead. When you look at this division, does the dynamic seem a little different now heading into 2019 for the Rockies? Well, I think the, the Diamondbacks taking that step back makes it a little bit different, but the Rockies have always had their sights on the Dodgers, yeah. and they go about it in a different way, obviously, with a mostly homegrown group. Um, and at the trading deadline, they try to look at specific needs rather than accumulating as many good players as they can the way the Dodgers do. So it's a study in, I guess, different ways to attack the same problem. Right now, the Dodgers have been the problem in this division. I yeah. mean, all the division championships in a row, last two World Series. But the Rockies feel like they're close enough to where they can really dream about overtaking them. And it's fascinating because the way they've gotten there is with the young pitching, the starting pitching, and right. now they're actually looking for bats. It seems backwards from what we expect in Colorado. Uh, totally backwards. I mean, I've spent many long nights in that ballpark with high-scoring <laughs> games, yeah. and suddenly you've got guys like Kyle Freeland and Herman Marcus, guys like that who are pitching really well. John Gray a couple years ago, they hope to get him back. Also, Chad Bettis with the blister problem last season. If he's healthy and gets back to what he was back in um, 2016 before the cancer scare, that's a really good rotation. So the winter meetings are going on here. It's all about baseball, but it's also about Fortnite, believe it or not, right? There's yes. a group of players here playing Fortnite in a tournament. One of them, Brendan Rogers, the number one prospect for this Colorado Rockies team. Um, I'm not going to ask you about how he does at Fortnite, but... <laughs> He's ready, it seems like, right? I mean, tw is 2019 the season we see him in Colorado? 2019 should be the yeah. season that we see him. Um, a couple of things that came up during the 2018 season, though. He was a dominant player at AA Hartford. He gets to AAA Albuquerque, has some hamstring issues, which really started there. You want him to make sure he has that under control. And also, he had a shoulder issue taking a swing late in the season. That was the reason that he was not in the Arizona Fall League. But from a talent standpoint, he is very much a major league ball player. Yeah. I'm going to talk to scouts from other teams who watched him last year, and they felt like it was just simply a matter of experience, going against better pitching and making sure you hone your hitting approach, that your hitting approach isn't just, I'm better than the other guys in this league. And But the, but the way that that guy approaches baseball, you expect it to happen. I would love to see him during this season. I think that the Rockies probably shouldn't count on him breaking spring training with him. But, hey, he's going to come to camp, get an opportunity to, sh to really show what he can do. Now, is there any chance they would consider dealing him if the right move came around? It would be very hard to yeah. deal him. I mean, especially with what's going on with this club. Yeah, they have a lot of young and versatile parts, but – 
one of the things that's kind of hanging over the offseason. Can they sign Nolan Arenado to a multi-year deal? If they can't do it, it seems like uh, Brendan Rodgers coming up, whether it would be at second base with McMahon moving back to third base or Rodgers himself at third base, it would seem like he would be in a very important cog here. But I guess the problem with the Arenado thing is you're not going to know it until really the free agent market this year sets itself because yeah. Arenado, you got to sign him as if he is a guy on the open market. All right, certainly going to be interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. Things starting to move for this Rockies team as they try to add offense heading into 2019. Great stuff, Thomas. This has been the MLB Extras Rockies podcast from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. For Thomas Harding, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.